Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, folks. Joining us on the line is Billy Nungesser, the lieutenant governor of the great state of Louisiana. Billy, welcome to the show. Good to be with you, Newell. How are you doing? Doing great, Billy. You guys are headed out again to participate in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Tell us about it. Yeah, this year, Amanda Shaw and Alex Smith from Alexandria will be performing. Um, you know, every year we send a, a bunch of our talent to them to pick uh, who fits within their parade to put on a, a great show. And uh, Alex Smith, who's not known a lot, but he's got some great songs and great talent, uh, will be something new for him. But we're excited to give him a, a national stage to show his Louisiana talent. So once again, we'll have our talent on that 60-foot gator crawling down the streets in New York. Great opportunity to, to get people excited about coming to Mardi Gras in Louisiana. Billy, I know you're always looking at the return on investment. Uh, tell our folks what this is actually based on previous years' ex- experience transcended to uh, as, as it relates to visitors here and the, and the reaction that people have uh, to the parade. Yeah, in the last two years, Macy's and Rose Parade, we reached approximately 6.4 billion people for an ad value of over $61 million. And we're doing these uh, parades right after our floats are, are, are highlighted on TV with our performance. They talk about Mardi Gras, how Louisiana does it. We give interviews all week leading up to the parade uh, around the world. And talking about Mardi Gras and how this is a, just a little taste of what's in Louisiana. And we see traffic go up uh, several hundred percent to our websites, booking trips uh, to Louisiana. So the excitement that they bring to Louisiana, to people wanting to travel here, uh, it's just been incredible return on investment. And the folks that you've had perform before on the floats, they, they get an incredible, an incredible return as well. A lot of them were just overwhelmed with what the response was. You know, when, when we first picked uh, John Batiste that first year, and I loved his video of Freedom, and I said, this guy just gets people excited. And they said, well, he's, he's only on The Tonight Show. He's not really well-known. Well, right after they chose him, when we put his name up, uh, about eight weeks later, he gets nominated for all these Grammys. Now he's known around the world. So to be able to highlight someone and see their career take off, Lainey Wilson, when we first selected her, right after we made the selection several months later, she's on Yellowstone. She wins all these awards. And this year she stole the show at the CMA Awards. Uh, 
you know, we had the American Idol the first year. Um, you know, we just we've been very lucky to have so much talent to pull from to highlight Louisiana. Yeah, and uh, and I, I love hearing the numbers as it relates to the return on the investment because it's just and you pull together a, a, a very dedicated group of volunteers that, that that participate in all of this. The Rose Parade's probably a little harder to do than than the um, Macy's Parade, right? Yeah, I tell you, we get last year we had a little over a hundred Louisianans. Uh, they get out there and, and pay their own way out there. They can decorate the float. We shuffle them back and forth, shuttle them on a, on a bus back and forth to decorate. Some people get there at 5 in the morning and stay till 10 at night, uh, which is three days to decorate. And some people go for a few hours. But um, it gives us a chance not only to interview with people from around the world, TV and radio, but we get to interact with all the people building all the floats. We found a little old lady in Pasadena owns a beignet truck, so we brought her into the den, and we serve hot ben- hot Louisiana beignets to all of the people building all the floats. And then, of course, we have a luncheon where we feed uh, all the other float builders Louisiana seafood. So once again, Louisiana is the highlight. Everyone comes to see. All of our people from Louisiana interact, make friends for life, and, and we get a lot of a bang for our buck out of that uh, that float as well. Just recently, the governor made some comments. I know you've been involved with litter abatement, and um, the governor had put you in charge of that. He made some comments the other day, pretty compelling, about we, we, need, to, we need to fix ourselves up. You know, the, the, the money he funded for this uh, International Litter Institute at LSU, I'm hoping their first mission can be to focus on uh, all aspects of litter in Louisiana, the Mississippi River. Uh, you know, over 100 million people's trash that goes in the river comes down here uh, from 40 states. So I think that institute is a long-term. Uh, we can address not only the problems here, but hopefully it will bring people from around the world and make Louisiana the solution to litter in many places. But right here at home, Move and Keep Louisiana Beautiful under my office two years ago, i got to thank the legislators for that. Um, we've got a plan, a short and a long-term plan to cleaning up Louisiana. It's something we can do if we all stay focused on it. You and I talked about it several months ago. Uh, we had to cut it short. I forgot what reason. But what, what is the reaction that you're, you're hearing as you travel around the state? Uh, in regards to the litter? Yes, sir. It's, let me tell you, a lot of people have discussed it with it, but we're seeing a lot of progress. We're seeing mayors, parish presidents, uh, all the sheriffs are on board. We just bought, uh, with grant money, eight vans for eight sheriffs to start taking work release prisoners to clean up. We're going to ask the legislature this year to move all the litter money from DOTD to our office. Look, DOT has their hands full fixing our highways and bridges. They don't need to be cutting grass and picking up litter. They don't monitor it well. Several of the people admitted they don't pick up litter. They just cut the grass. We'll give those contracts out to local government sheriffs or private industry and make sure they cut the grass and pick up the litter. We'll get more bang for our buck. That's a start. But then we're also partnering with DARE. When they teach about drugs, they're going to teach about litter. We're giving out grants for garbage cans. I'm talking to companies like Home Depot, Walmart, the drugstore chains, 
put garbage cans back in the parking lot and empty them. Cracker Barrel is the only big company that has garbage cans throughout the parking lot, and you never see trash in their parking lot. We've got to lean on this thing from all angles. And we also now have where you can check out some tongs, vests, and we'll give you garbage bags with your library card. Take your family out and go pick up trash one Saturday. If you pick up trash for one day, you're 80% less likely to litter. We're also going to be setting up litter courts where the justice of the peace can issue those tickets. And you can report somebody for littering, sign an affidavit, and they will get a ticket in the mail. You get a ticket, you're less likely to litter by 80%. Yeah, I mean, that, that, those are uh, huge programs uh, for sure. So tomorrow, Election Day, um, comments to the listening audience? You know, I just hope everyone will get out and vote. Um, it's discouraging uh, that people gave their life and fought the veterans, uh, you know, and, and, and we don't even go out and, and exercise that uh, in large numbers. Uh, I tell people whether you vote for me or someone else when you go to the polls, go vote. Um, it's something that people shouldn't take lightly. And, no, i got to tell you, uh, mention something. I don't know if it bothers other people. But I watch these commercials about don't take a gun in the quarter, and now I see billboards up, and I see them on every day. I don't know how much money the DA is spending on these commercials, but I think the people that are taking a gun in the quarter aren't watching the news or looking at those billboards. And I remember back when 17 people had their guns taken from them, one of them a machine gun, and every one of those went home that night. If you get caught with a machine gun at your house without the right license, you're going to jail. Yet we're going to spend all this money on commercials. Start putting the people in jail when you take the guns away from them. You know, telling people that you can't bring a gun in the quarter, it just angers me to waste money on those commercials. When he gets the guns from the people, make sure he keeps them in jail. Because when you take the gun and let them go home, they're going to go rob somebody else to buy another gun. Did they think that stopped them from taking guns? But I don't know if it aggravates anyone else, but it's sure it's a waste of money running these commercials, telling people you can't bring a gun to the quad. I think that's the most ridiculous waste of money I've ever seen. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure. you got to read the room, right? And you got to know who your market is and who's who your audience is, I mean, and, and who you're going to address that to, because I agree with you. Uh, the, the thugs and the gangbangers and everyone else that's in the quarter that wants to carry a gun, uh, they're not listening. They're not listening to that. I mean, they, they don't listen to law enforcement when they um, confront them about having the gun. Uh, you know, so they're not going to listen to a, a billboard. Um, well, you know, if, I, if you said if you take a gun to quarter, you're going to jail for five years the first time I catch you. Maybe that would have an impact, but but it's just it, it's such a disconnect from what the real problem is that you know I hope they can refocus their attention and take all that money they run on ads and and use it to keep people in jail to prosecute some people. I know you've been talking to a number of folks with the new uh, governor-elect administration transition committees. Uh, there's been a lot of you know, comments back and forth about this New Orleans committee. Have you interacted with any of those folks? I actually had lunch with Boise Bollinger. I gave him our whole plan that tried to work. Like we talked about Newell with the gas lamp district. 
and and I offered to help uh, whether the governor thought that was a good idea to make it a state historical district, whether it's a partnership with the city, like we had talked to the mayor about, and and having a seat at the table for garbage for putting cameras in the street lots, a bank of cameras in the headquarters so we can look at, at what's going on in every corner and catch crime before it happens. Even the friendly offices we offered with a radio to report suspicious activity, uh, everything to do with the quarter and cleaning up and fixing it. And then we also offered the office. We've just cleaned it up uh, where the state police, if he's going to send state police down there, whether it's temporary or full time, we will make that office available. There used to be a troop uh, in the French Quarter permanently. I think it was Troop F. Uh, but but I think the governor is serious about uh, assisting and working with the city to clean it up because it's at a point, Newell, right now. Uh, we got to clean it up and make it safe for the Super Bowl or we'll have a black eye we'll never recover from. But we've got to have long-term solutions. And, um, and hopefully uh, the governor's team can – can put some of this stuff into play, working with the city to make it happen. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about the Super Bowl, we got a lot of bowls that are right here upon us, right? The Bayou Classics being played, the New Orleans Bowl, as well as the Sugar Bowl, uh, where we're going to have a lot of people from out of town come into town. And, and this this is a difference maker, no doubt about it, right? It really is. I'm telling you, the, the one or two, uh, bad instances hit the national news. It's already hurting us. You know, for the first time ever, uh, we get more negative letters, emails, texts than positive, and that's not a good thing. And if that trend conti- continues, it will take us many years to overcome that. And so I'm hoping that uh, this this committee working with the city uh, can really put a take a bite out of crime and really keep some criminals in jail clean up and fix the streets, the lighting, and really make Louis, make New Orleans shine. We're under the clock to get it done before Super Bowl. And, you know, we've got a playoff game with the Sugar Bowl this year. Uh, it's it's time to do it now and uh, and clean it up. You know, Billy, I was coming from downtown the, uh, the other night, and uh, there was a bad accident. I had gone down the Pelicans game and I was coming back to Metairie there's a bad accident by the Carrollton overchange uh, overpass excuse me and I know I was just sitting there because traffic was backed up and I'm looking around none of the lights are working I mean it it was like pitch dark there's a bad accident car flipped over I don't know what happened you know it looks like everybody was okay but still it was like pitch black dark I mean, no light, no lights at all. And I, I don't understand. You drive through other cities in, in their interstate system that goes through the city, and, it, and it's lit up like a football stadium. You know, it, it's, it's horrible. Uh, I went, when, I, when we looked at partnering with the mayor to have a team that would manage the French Quarter, I went through the French Quarter and marked every light that was out, every cracked street and sidewalk, we put together a plan. We had a, a private donation of a million and a half dollars to set up a facility outside the quarter for the homeless. And listen, I look into what other cities are doing. They're taking these tiny houses that are easily cleaned out, putting them under a tent, and giving each homeless person this little cubicle, which, uh, and then there's a shower room. Uh, I know she's uh, trying to do something now and putting them in homes. But what happens when that federal money runs out 
or they, you know, mess up that home, there's that additional cost that we've got to incur. And I'm not sure putting these people in neighborhoods and homes is, is a good idea. I, you know, I know it's a quick solution to getting them off the street, but uh, I would. Uh, some of the other cities are doing it in a little more economical way, a little bit more long-lasting. And I know some of the council members were looking at what they're doing in Minnesota uh, in, in taking a big building and putting cubicles in there, something that's a little more uh, manageable. Uh, but but I guess anything is good to get them off the streets because surely uh, it's an eyesore when you come off that interstate. Final thoughts? Well, I tell you, keep your eyes on this diversion because the, the parish is sued and the oysterman sued, and I believe CPRA has violated the permit that permission was given to them, and I'm hoping some depositions are taken and we can get to the bottom of why we're going to spend $3 billion dollars on a project that won't lower storm surge one inch. They've spent millions advertising this. And finally, hopefully, we can redirect this money and and lower storm surge to the coast in our lifetime. And the new governor will realize this is the biggest fraud ever pulled over Louisiana's eyes. All righty. Well, have a great trip. Have a great uh, Thanksgiving season. And we truly appreciate you joining us today. Thank you, Newell. Have a happy Thanksgiving to you and all of Louisiana. Thank you, sir. Really appreciate it. Billy Nongesser, the lieutenant governor of the great state of Louisiana. We will be right back, folks. It is No Filter Friday. We want to hear from you on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line, 504-260-1870. Stay with us. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, folks. Just wanted to... Um 
remind you about something that we've been talking about all week, the difficulties of the illegal migrant situation in the city of New York. Well, now it has reached a very critical moment. You will recall the other day I was telling you about they were giving free one-way tickets, airline tickets, that is, out of the city to migrants, to anywhere in the world, trying to relieve themselves of this economic burden that they've experienced because this administration continues to approach the southern border in a fashion like no other. It's absolutely ridiculous. Well, Mayor Eric Adams announced yesterday budget cuts because they have to balance the budget. And the cost that they've been expending in order to accommodate the illegals that have positioned themselves within the confines of his city, they can't handle. So this is what he's doing. There's now a hiring freeze for the New York Police Department. It will bring the numbers in the NYPD to below 30,000 for the first time since the 1980s. The budget also proposes a $1 billion, that's B with a billion dollar cut for education, including summer school programs and, yes, universal kindergarten. Adams went on to say, that no city should be left to handle a national humanitarian crisis largely on its own and without the significant and timely support that he needs from Washington, D.C. Today's budget, he says, will only be the beginning. He says these budget cuts are extremely painful but necessary to combat the migrant crisis that is projected to cost, hold on to your seats, 11 billion dollars over the next two years he's compelled to have to balance the budget by law he said every city agency dug into their own budget to find savings with minimal disruption to services but he said it wasn't enough and he said the migrant costs are going up they're not going down tax revenue growth is slowing yeah no joke and the covid stimulus money fund is gone it's drying up the nyc's police union said this is truly a disaster for every new yorker who cares about safe streets cops are already stretched to our breaking point and these cuts will return us to staffing levels we haven't seen since the crime epidemic of the 80s and 90s we cannot go back there in a short period of time the illegal immigration to that city has added 8,000 students to their public school system. They can't address it. Adams' budget cut will slash the education department by $547 million this year and $600 million next year. And it doesn't end there because public libraries will close branches starting in December. They'll be closed on Sunday. The leaders of Brooklyn, Queens, and the New York Public Library, they all are in distress as it relates to this issue. But everyone understands that the law says you must have a balanced budget. Same thing's going on in Chicago. In fact, 
state government there, Governor J.B. Pritzker, announced that he's going to give the city of Chicago $160 million to help alleviate the migrant crisis. They're going to develop an intake center, a winterized tent shelter, and other assistance aimed at addressing the bottlenecks from keeping migrants from resettling. And they talk about how they're going to split the money. And the mayor there, the progressive mayor there, he announced, you know, they're a sanctuary city, but it looks like they're only sanctuary for 60 days. Because he announces a plan that there's a 60-day limit that you can stay at a shelter. Because it applies pressure on all levels of government to help move with some expedition to get people to work and to get them out of here. Right? Interesting how this has changed. Interesting how this dialogue has changed in such a short period of time. Interesting when the NIMBYs have it in their backyard, how their whole attitude and viewpoint changes. Let's go to the talk lines on No Filter Friday. David, you're up. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Sheriff. Uh, Clarence Thomas, and I've been a former professional tax preparer, has clearly committed tax fraud. He received about a quarter of a million dollar RV from one of his wealthy friends, and that's only the beginning of his scandals. But he, his lawyer claims he paid the interest. Well, if he only paid the interest, then he owes money as a gift tax, and furthermore, the value of the vehicle is ordinary income. And then if he reverses the uh, argument and claims the money paid went to the principal, then he owes ordinary income tax on what he would have paid in interest. So either way, he's guilty of tax fraud. And I think to have a man on the Supreme Court, and I would say this about a liberal as well, uh, it, it's, it's really a disgrace. And think about this. If, if Clarence Thomas were one of the liberal justices, what would the Republicans be saying right now? This, they would be calling for a special prosecutor, I'm sure. And, and furthermore, something about Mike Johnson, and people can refer to a Paul Crudman article or column in the New York Times about two weeks ago, Mike Johnson, who claims to be a Christian, evidently never read Matthew. And I've been a former uh, chief uh, deacon in a Christian ministry in Atlanta dedicated to feeding the, home, uh, the hungry. And, and I've donated. But Mike Johnson never read Matthew, where it says, when you do for those in need, you honor the Lord. Paul Crudman wrote, Mike Johnson, as a subcommittee chairman, wrote legislation that would raise the minimum age for Medicare to 70 and keep raising it. He wants to cut SNAP. He wants to cut nutrition programs. He wants to raise the uh, Social Security uh, retirement age to 70. And the list goes on and on. And, of course, he's opposed to any tax increases, um, you know, for the wealthy. And we could never, ever get the deficit under control. There needs to be, as Reagan would say, some revenue enhancements. So the country is going deeper and deep in debt. And Social Security and Medicare could be facing a financial crisis in the coming years, and the Republicans refuse to address the problem in a fiscal, fiscally responsible manner. Let me ask you, uh, you said that it was reported that the uh, Supreme Court Justice Thomas was paying the interest. Is that not well, he, evidence of an Is that not evidence of an indebtedness? Yes. Well, then what would be the tax consequence if you borrowed money and you're paying interest only? Okay. If, if the debt is forgiven, you owe taxes on the forgiven um, debt. But if you're, if, you're paying, if you're paying interest on that debt, it, it, it is not forgiven. If it's forgiven, there's no interest. But he's paying interest on the debt. No. 
Well, it's a gift tax for one thing. Well, not if you're paying interest on a debt. That that is a debt instrument. It, that is a liability. No. Well, if he if he, the money if the money he paid was interest on the debt, and then the debt was forgiven, then that that well, RV well, becomes a gift. Is there ev- is there tax. evidence is there evidence that the debt was forgiven? Um, well, we don't know for sure whether the debt was forgiven. Well, then how can you uh, say they, that, that he's violated the law and that there should be the appointment of a special prosecutor if there's no evidence that the debt has been forgiven? Well, he, we know for a fact he only paid minimal payments. So he, he either owes taxes as a gift if he tax. Paid, if he paid interest only, mm-hmm. whether it's minimal mm-hmm. payments or not, to the uh, amount of the principal debt, which is a quarter of a million dollars, $250,000, it doesn't matter. That's the acknowledgement of a debt. But it was a loan. Now, if, if he didn't pay the loan back, then well, you, th- that it, money he but, didn't pay back yeah, on the loan yeah, becomes but, ordinary income. But he, but he could pay he could pay interest on that debt in perpetuity and not violate the tax laws of of this country i totally you know disagree that. with you Jeff. you don't either way you, he committed you tax could fraud you could it. pay you could pay interest only and and over a period of time that individual could pass a manual gift which this year is seventeen thousand dollars that's right right and if, right. then if it's personal and and that in that 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 donor is married, both he and his wife could give him seventeen thousand, which would be thirty-four thousand dollars in value, in right. that in that motorhome, as as well as 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 while he's paying the interest, not violative of the tax laws. Sheriff, if you if I borrow money, and from now it's you, a question. I mean, it's a question. Is it violative? Is it violative of the? Is it violative of the tax laws? No, you know it's not. No, it, yes, it is. It, if, it's if done he, every day. Borrowed, it's done every day. Well, well, then it's tax fraud. Uh, if well, he borrowed tax, money, but if you're paying yes, interest only, if you're paying interest right. only, you violate the tax laws if the interest is is below what is uh, prescribed in a related party transaction, right? Well, that's a good point too. But evidently. He's no longer paying anything. So whatever that vehicle was worth, it was about a quarter of a million dollars. He maybe, owes maybe, taxes, for one thing, as a gift tax. Do you, do, do you well, deny maybe, that? Maybe he, he paid it off. Well, and, no, maybe he by, and maybe by a manual well, you, now gift. Now you're talking maybes. Gave, I'm talking facts. Well, no, you're not talking facts because you don't know yes, for I certain. Yes, I am. We, we do know for certain. There's no evidence that he paid it back. Says Who? His own, his own lawyer. Well, his lawyer he just told me. before a committee in, in Congress. Well, I'd have to go look at the, at the testimony. Well, you go look but it up. You, and furthermore, but, um, but he not only you, but, likely owes gift tax, but if, I, if you give me something that's worth a quarter million dollars and I pay a small part of that, well, that unpaid debt becomes ordinary income. Yes, it does. I, I don't and disagree with you if it's, if, it's all, if it's all forgiven. Yeah, I, I get it. Okay. But there's got to be evidence of it. All right, David, have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you for calling. It's good to hear your voice again. We'll be right back, folks. 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. Stay with us. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. No Filter Friday. We'll go back to the talk lines. Jimmy, you're up. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on, Noel? Good, and you? Hey, good. I'm at the uh, Oak Street Po Boy kickoff, the festival uh, this Sunday. I'm Look, jealous. they made a 300 a 300-foot uh, Po Boy sandwich, Noel, and they're giving it away right now till about 1:30. So anybody who's driving by Oak Street uptown, come get a slice. It's 300 foot long. And uh, it's all free. But hey, look, so Jimmy, a couple things. Jimmy, know, Jimmy, Jimmy, you double, you double fisting it right now with that po' boy, one in each hand. I'm double. I'm bringing some <laughs> home, dude. We're gonna eat it for Thanksgiving, man. I got leftovers for Thursday. I'm saving a buck, man. Inflation's bad. But uh, go yeah, for I got it, baby. To feed, man. Yeah, dude. Listen, people are talking about the refugee crisis. You know, the United Nations said in 2018 that. They plan to bring 100 million more people to America by 2038. Now, I don't know what jurisdictions the United Nations has over the federal, the American United States federal government, but it seems like it does have some influence. I'll leave it at that. So whether these wars, that's why I'm kind of anti-war, Newell, with this whole Israeli-Palestine thing, because, you know, the losers of war get relocated, and they have to have these wars, wasting our tax dollars to you know, justify the need to relocate people. So you look at the U.N. charter, they said 100 million more people coming here by 2038. So you do the math. And I do want to give you an update since it's a free filter, no filter Friday. I had heard that there is a lawsuit in action in in play now to stop the freshwater diversion project in Plaquemines Parish. Uh, Mm -hmm. John Tesvich, the Oyster Task Force Commission, Miss Juristich down in Plaquemines Parish, there's a lawsuit saying that essentially they, they to uh, protect the porpoise, to protect some other uh, sea life, uh, the, the long-term effects of this diversion is, is, is questionable at best. And a lawsuit is now in place. And, and the, the situation now, Neil, you talk to your people, find out, back up this maybe on next week's show or, or the week after, after Thanksgiving. I'm hearing now it's it stopped. So um, a lawsuit is in place, and, and the project now is on hold until further notice. So I want to get your take on that if you've heard anything. I did hear that. In fact, the lieutenant governor has talked about it publicly. He mentioned it again today on the show that there's been a lawsuit that's been filed in order to stop it. Um, there's a lot of uh, mixed feelings about whether or not it's actually going to protect against tidal surge, whether it will create land above the uh, the low water mark, um, it, you know, and whether or not they'll be able to recapture uh, as opposed to dredging. Um, so there's uh, thoughts on, on both sides. Um, 
it's a lot of money, $3 billion. We know that. Um, you know, so we'll see where that, where that breaks out legally. All right, folks, what a difference the truth makes. Um, you're going to love this story. Remember back when, like in 2021, there was a great article about this in the National Review, an op-ed piece. Uh, the Major League Baseball pulled the All-Star game out of Atlanta in protest over Georgia's new voting law. And they relocated, if you recall, the game to Denver, right? And the commissioner, Rob Manfred, justified this by saying that the MLB fundally fundamentally supports voting rights for all Americans and opposes restrictions to the ballot box. Well, interestingly, uh, and then the president, Joe Biden, came out and said he strongly supports the move because he described the law as being Jim Crow on steroids. Well, interestingly, uh, the MLB, nothing's changed. The law's still in place. In fact, several elections have been conducted under this existing law. Well, the MLB's back. They've announced that they're going to have the uh, the playoff game, uh, the uh, All-Star game there in 2025. Kemp, who was governor then when they moved it, uh, and is still the governor, and the Georgia election law is still in force. So I guess this means that now the MLB embraces the voting laws of Georgia and rejects Stacey Abrams and her sycophants uh, in talking about all that was out there relative to this because a number of independent folks have reviewed these elections that have been conducted and they have found that like no percent of black voters were turned away at the polls and it wasn't a problem. But this is an example, as the article points out, of how woke corporations base their decisions on lies being told by activists. And that there was this overreaction. So now they're back. Major League Baseball's back with the All-Star game. In spite of the law being the same, in spite of the alleged racist governor who is leading the effort and the initiative in Georgia, they're back in 2025. Moral to the story, what a difference the truth makes. We'll be right back. Check in with Scoot when we come back. Stay with us. Scoot's up on Free For All Friday. What do we have coming up, Scoot? Well, we'll talk about the city cleaning up the homeless encampments. And, you know, I I see a lot of that when I I drive into the station. And I I see that it's a lot cleaner than it uh, used to be. So we'll talk about that. Also, um, why is anti-Semitism in the news every day? I mean, why... Why is hating other people becoming even more popular? And a network sports anchor and reporter admits that she made up quotes from coaches when she was a sideline reporter. Oh, reaction has been swift. I mean, come on. This is why people don't trust the media. She just made up quotes from from coaches and made it sound like she was um, knowledgeable. Crazy. And also, this is some shocking news. Snoop Dogg says he's giving up smoking pot. I mean, this could upset the balance of the world. Where, what are we coming to? I mean, I don't know. what's next? Beer and, and juice? Or what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Scoot's up next, folks. Stay tuned. He's got a great show coming your way. Have a great weekend. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.